0: This is Speaking, Speaking with, with the enemy. enemy.
1: Thanks for checking out the Ticats Audio Network. It's your digital host, Louis B., back for another episode of Speaking with the Enemy. And I'm very pleased to be joined <laughs> by... He's not the enemy, but uh, he, he calls the enemy. Jock Wilson hosts uh, the, uh, the in-game... Uh, the host of the uh, Calgary Stampeders broadcast, hosts the pregame and the post-game, and he's with us now. Uh, Jock, thanks so much for doing this.
0: Louis, if you call me the enemy, I don't know what you're going to call Dave Dickinson, Bo Levi Mitchell, Stefan Banks, Kamar Jordan. Holy cow, that's uh, pretty pretty harsh.
1: <laughs> those, I mean, uh, those guys, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say uh, on, on uh, public broadcaster here, but uh, <laughs> uh, you mentioned some of those guys, and of course, Stefan Banks, uh, named a top performer. That defense really showed up in Edmonton, or against Edmonton, and considering the start to the season they had, that was a pretty big win for them, wasn't it?
0: Well, let's let's just go week by week. I would say for the first four games of the season, the Calgary Stampeder defense was pretty damn good and and kept the team in every single game. And then there was the Labor Day Classic in Calgary, where the defense just they went missing in action. They were awful. And there's no better way to explain it because, you know, the defensive line could not put any pressure on Trevor Harris. The secondary they were missing tackles. There were missed assignments. It was like, holy cow, what defense is this? Because, you know, the Calgary Stampeders really felt their defense was going to be their strong suit heading into this season. And and so Labor Day came, the Stampeders lost. All of a sudden, this team was one and four, and there was some doom and gloom. You know, that there was some positivity when this team started one and three. I had never seen so much positivity around a one and three football club before, but you know, you could see some signs. And then the Labor Day came and you go. Holy shoot! We got a problem here, and and it was just amazing, like night and day, how this team was able to basically, you know, turn it back on and come up with probably their best effort of the season. You know, that defensive line, they put pressure on the Elks. Obviously, the secondary, you know, came up big. So it, it was it was really something the Calgary Stampeders were were needing big time.
1: And this this is such an unfamiliar territory for Dave Dickinson for Bo Levi Mitchell to be where they are in the West standings. I, I want to say this late in the season, but after Labor Day, this isn't a place they usually find themselves. Is, is this almost like a kick in the pants, a nice wake up call for, for a veteran group, including those two I mentioned? Or, or do you think it's just the grind of a 14 game season right
0: now? Well, are they a veteran group? And I guess, Louis B., that's, that's the question you got to ask. You know, yes, Bo Levi Mitchell winning his quarterback in the Canadian Football League. He's obviously a veteran, he is the leader. He missed three games for the Calgary Stampeders, and it wasn't because Jake Mara was bad. Jake Mara was really good. Jake Mara was setting all kinds of CFL records. But, you know, you, you get a guy that can control, you know, the, 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 the scrimmage. He can control the game. He's always been a great game manager. So they did miss that leadership on the field, and and that was something. So, But to answer your question, uh, there's no question. This This was going to be a challenging year for Dave Dickinson. All he has done is win. You know, and, and, and the comparables to, say, the New England Patriots and what Bill Belichick has done. You know, it's, it, it's, it's pretty amazing when you really think about it. And Bo Levi Mitchell, I'm not saying he's in the category of a Tom Brady by any means, but, you know, that the guy, you know, he would at least get to the party every year. And, and John Huffnagel always says, get to the tournament. Things can happen. Stan Peters were always there. Stan Peters were always in the mix. They were probably the model franchise. And then COVID came. And a bunch of exodus came, you know, you had a bunch of retirements and key retirements like, uh, you know, Brandon Smith, like Rob Maver, you know, the offensive line saw two guys retire from that offensive line. Then you see the exodus, you know, through free agency to other teams. And, you know, the Stampeders always had this philosophy of uh, philosophy of next man up. Well, it really came into play this year, but I think they, I think deep down the Stampeders were were pretty clear. It would, it would take some time to build and get their team identity, and really feel where they are. Are they there yet? I'm not sure, because one game doesn't make or break your season. As Dave Dickinson keeps reminding us, he says, you know, hey, you're never as bad as it looks, and you're never as good as it looks. So, you know, you're somewhere probably in between.
1: Uh, we mentioned Stefan Banks, uh, named a top performer, but Sean Lemon, he had three tackles uh, to go along with the force fumble, I mean, seven sacks. We mentioned that they got to be licking their chops, looking at this Ty Cats offensive line that struggled just a little bit to start the season. As an opportunity, young quarterback possibly in uh, uh, in David Watford, they, they got to be a little excited about some of the matchups they, they're going
0: to face. You know, I'll say this about the Calgary Stampeder defensive line. The interior of the defensive line has been good from day one. You know, Derek Wiegand, Mike Rose in the middle, they've been they've been fantastic. The Stampeders really weren't sure what kind of pressure they were going to get from their ends this year. And then injuries came because, you know, in one game you lose Flo Arimolade, you lose, you know, Jarrell Owens, and you're thinking, holy cow, here we go. So, you know, no one at the start of the season knew who Stefan Banks was. As Dave Dickinson was telling me earlier this, uh, this week, he said, hey, you know, we saw, we saw the potential in this guy, but we didn't think he was going to be, you know, this big of an impact at this early in the season. So you've got a situation where he is getting better game by game by game, which is, uh, which is really important. You know, Sean Lemon is, is more of a, you know, he's not a starter anymore. Um, you know, Isaac Demi berglin you know, he started the game. They do a little bit of a rotation thing. That's always been, you know, part of the Stampeders philosophy on defense. It's always about the rotation. It's always about putting your players into a good situation. But the, the one thing that really hasn't been part of the rotation is that middle. Derek Wiegand and Mike Rose, they've been, they've been studs all season long.
1: Uh, Bo Levi Mitchell and Kamara Jordan, obviously the the two most experienced guys who have played with each other the most. But you look at Kamara, he's never played more than 10 games in a season. He had a huge game. Is this, I don't want to say his breakout year because we've seen him put up some decent numbers, but do you see him having maybe even a monster year in a 14 game season here?
0: Well, Kamar Jordan, and this was, uh, you know, uh, I I do a sports talk show here in Calgary, and this was the focus of our show last night, KJ, because, you know, as you say, KJ has never been able to finish the season. So that's his one goal this year. He wants to finish a season. But let's not forget, back in 2018, Kamar Jordan was probably in the early conversation for the most outstanding player in the Canadian football league. He was having a lights out year. He was on fire. And then All of a sudden, Labor Day comes, and he blows out his knee. And, you know, a lot of people are thinking, this guy's career could be over. And then he returned for the playoff game in 2019, and believe me, after watching him in that game, I know he was used a little more of it as a decoy, he just, he didn't look himself. And so we're thinking, okay, uh, is this guy ever going to regain his form? Well, he showed in the Labor Day rematch that he has regained his form. And, and I know we're only six games into a 14-game a season, so for the Stampeders, they hit the halfway mark of the season. I think right now, if you were picking a, a possible MOP candidate from the Calgary Stampeders Football Club, it is Kamar Jordan. He is leading the Canadian Football League in receiving, you know, knock wood that he can stay healthy and be the player that he was in twenty nineteen or twenty eighteen, excuse me, before he got injured. So you know, uh, all bets are off because, as you said, he hasn't finished the season yet. That's his number one goal. But if he continues to do what he's doing right now, uh, I think there is going to be some some notice in the M- M- MLP conversation.
1: I noticed there was a little talk throughout the week, different stations, different analysts, kind of asking about that that fifty yard pass from Bo Levi with <laughs> twenty seconds left. You're up by nine. It just it did seem like. I don't know if Bo Levi needed that for his confidence, but otherwise it was almost a pedestrian game for him. And you mentioned it, Jake Mayer playing the way he is. I'm I'm not going to say there's a quarterback controversy in Calgary by any sense, but I feel like he needed that play for his confidence heading into this one.
0: Believe me, on our text line during the broadcast, there were a lot of fans saying, what the hell is going on? You got to get Jake Mayer into this game. And Bo, to his own admission, he wasn't very good in the first half. He, he was, he, his timing was way off. And and he, and, and, he, and he says, hey, look, Jock, and, he, and he told me this because he joined me on our post-game show after the game. He said, you know, I, I missed most of training camp, which he did. And then, of course, you know, he broke his leg in the first game of the season, put the coach in a really bad situation in game two when he played on the broken leg, you know, didn't practice a lot you know, gets on the six-game injured list where he can't practice. He comes off the uh, six-game injured list early. He basically takes some scout reps, you know, for one practice, and then he had one day of practice last week. So I, I'm not making excuses for Bo Levi Mitchell. He's a veteran. You know, the guy, as he said, I should be able to make those passes, but his timing was off. So I, I'm, I'm very curious to see if his timing is any better against the Hamilton Tiger Cats this weekend because, you know, he, he's got to be better. He knows he has to be better. And, and the nice thing is, you know, Nick Arbuckle showed it for the Calgary Stampeders back in uh, 2019 when, when Bo was out and and Jake Mayer has been a real pleasant surprise. As we talked about earlier, here's a guy that has played three games, you know, over 300 yards in all three games. That's a CFL record, you know, in, in his second game of the season, he completed 17 consecutive passes. That's another CFL record, you know, from the start of the game. So Uh, Hey, the guy, the guy is, uh, everybody always likes the backup quarterback. I'm sure you got the same controversy in in Hamilton because even though Dane Evans has been great, now he's hurt, you know, Jeremiah Mazzoli is there and and why isn't Jeremiah Mazzoli playing? So uh, anyway, it's, uh, it's, it's funny how fans are about their backup quarterbacks.
1: That, that is true. I I can, I can attest to that. Uh, Jock, it's great (laughs) to connect with you. Uh, Have a great call on Friday night.
0: Hey, thank you very much. Uh, Good luck to the Tiger Cats. And and the one thing the Stamps have been talking about, they know Jim Horton's field is a very, very tough uh, tough building to play in. So uh, let's hope it's going to be a great game.
1: Well said. Thank you.